Welcome to System and Soul, the podcast focused on the human energy that runs your business. I'm Chris White, along with my co-host, Benj Miller. All right, you guys ready? Here we go. Jake, drop that beat. Three, two, one. I'm here with J.R. McNair from Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, we were just talking about one of his areas of expertise, which is in the startup space. And and J.R., just picking up from where we left off, I know we were talking about the uncertainty, right, in, in the climate where the entrepreneurial uh, world that you and I both live in. But but you have a special expertise, like in the startup area, and, and uh, I was just wondering, like, you talk to a lot of startups. Is there you know, what's kind of their mindset right now? You know, like, have you taken like the temperature, like where's their head at? I'm thinking about that startup who is like, are they sure they wanna like jump in right now, given the economic climate, not only in our country, but just globally, you know what I'm saying? Totally, totally. I, I think right now, the biggest thing we can see is that uh, with the great resignation, and all of these things that are going on, like people are interested in in trying something, even if I think before now, people were um, a little apprehensive, I would say, or they were not willing to take as many chances as they are now, even though you would think with this a degree of uncertainty that, that it would be less. But what I've seen is that um, with the fact of knowing all of the uh, all of the variable things that have been happening in the world, that people say, you know what, if I'm gonna do this, I might as well just try it, you know. And I think they see what's the worst that can happen, right? I, um, you know, um, so I would I would say that people are aware of what's going on, and there's a lot of stuff that's going on that 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 um, for I think who is this is more so um, troubling more are for the companies that have been in business for a while, right? Because, yeah. you know, it's kind of like what people say is kind of the curse of knowledge, right? You know, we know that, man, this is kind of, how, how, you know, how do we plan? I think it's like that little kid when they're like, hey, you know what? Um, um, I'm going to go out and do X, Y, or Z. And, and they, don't, they don't have any doubt in their mind. And I think that's what happens. And that's a beautiful thing right now because the people that are doing that, they're getting some phenomenal success. You know, I think it's uh, the, the companies or the people who we have the knowledge and we know those are some things that, that really cause us to say, man, you know what? We don't know what will happen um, when some of those newer people, they can just kind of roll straight in and go without even having the knowledge to even know what could potentially go wrong. <laughs> I know, you know, we had, I think I, I read a stat, I think back in February of last year, there was over 150,000 new businesses that applied, you know, for their for their licensing up front. 150,000 new businesses. And I think that speaks to what you're talking about because, you know, like people maybe uh, uh, in the corporate world, they get to a certain level and they've built somebody else's empire. Mm -hmm. But now with everything that's going on, um, they're like, you know what, we only got one shot, so I might as well take it now. And I think, I don't, you know, some people might think that's maybe a little naive. And I think, I think maybe it is maybe a little bit, but to your point, 
I think people are, are, are like, you know, what do I got to lose? I can always totally. go back and, and, and go work for the man. Totally. I'm not happy there. I'm not healthy there. And um, I might as well do it for myself. That, and that's kind of the stuff I'm seeing too is, um, you know, like right now, we're recruiting for coaches for system and soul, you know? And I'm having conversation after conversation of people 45 and older who've been in the grind and they're, they got a lot of skills, right? They can bring a lot to the table and they've thought about entering into like business coaching, but uh, they, they held back for whatever reasons. But now it's like, what am I holding back for? Let me tell you. So you, so when I, so when I started helping small businesses and doing what I was doing, it wasn't a sexy thing to be an entrepreneur, right? I mean, think think about it. Twenty years ago, nobody was. Everybody, all the mentors that I had, um, they were like, "Hey, Jr., you need to just get a good job, learn before you do things." But they knew that I had started my first business when I was 10. I've been in the real estate game since I was 14. You know, I yeah. bought a piece of land out in a gated community out in Carroll County um, uh, here in West Georgia. Um, and so I, I, so I already, I, and the only reason why I went to college was because I wanted to play professional football and I knew right. that I would have to go to college to do that, right? right. But, 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 you know, so now when, when people, so before then, when I, I turned down three six-figure job offers when I was graduating college, so everybody thought I was crazy. And, and so that's not so crazy today, right? Oh. So and, and, and so even, even if you look back five years ago, okay, five years ago, it was still like, ah, JR, I don't, you know, you had people like, and, uh, and typically, and so if I was to typically, and I would say this, certain women sometimes have a, they they'll take a chance on a business before a man will, yeah. and this is just from my data that I've known. Uh, most of the time, those men are like, "No, nah, I don't know. I want to do it, but I don't know." But a lot of the women, they were just like, "Hey, what do I have to lose?" Um, I I think nowadays what you're seeing is that that and, and that's the case across the board, and people are like, "Hey, you know what? Uh, I see." So so back then. I knew that that we were getting somewhere with entrepreneurship coming in the psyche of America uh, uh, when I start when I saw uh, entrepreneur Barbie, right? And and I was like, okay, this is so they have a Barbie doll that's an entrepreneur, and so and and then we started seeing stuff like Shark Tank and all these things. Yeah. But you know the crazy thing was from all the data you saw all these. These, these, and Forbes was saying by 2020, there would be one out of two people that would either have a part-time or full-time uh, um, thing in entrepreneurship. But it was like everybody had this um, idea of wanting to start a business someday. But yeah. the, the rates were down. They were very much down. And, and, and nobody was really actually starting them. They just said, hey, they're, they're more entrepreneurial-minded. I've been talking to a lot of um, uh, women executives who have, I won't, I won't say peaked, but they've hit a ceiling, like they've gotten to the pinnacle, right? To the, the top of the mountain in their career. Right. And they still got a lot of gas in the tank. And in the back, like in the back of their mind too, they're thinking, 
or had been thinking like, I want to get out there and do my thing. And I'm, I mean, I am seeing droves and droves and it's about time, right? It's about yeah. time. We got more female entrepreneurs out there chasing their dreams uh, for themselves, for their family, for their community. Well, you know, it's, it's something I, you know, people don't, a lot of people, you know, that we're in Atlanta, the number one demographic in the nation for entrepreneurs are black women. And so uh, that they're the number one lead charge yeah. as far as um, um, uh, people that are starting companies. Doesn't mean that they're starting successful companies. It just means that they're starting companies. Okay. Yeah. They, they're, they're, that means that they're starting them at a higher rate. And so, um, um, but maybe um, and from what I've seen a lot of times, if they don't, um, uh, be, because of what I've seen, I've seen like, of course, um, not necessarily high failure rates, um, but the same type of failure rates that you would see amongst um, the majority of oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, what is it? It's still like, I mean, the stats are still pretty, pretty high, right? Like uh, 80% will fail in their first two years or something, 90% by year five. And, and I think it's time for them to kind of do a new like study just because I think some of that info may have even been relevant maybe 10 years ago. But, yeah. but, but, but what I've seen is that all, see, Forbes said and the Kaufman Foundation, all these organizations were saying like back in 2012, 2015, oh, 2020 was the time when everybody was gonna do it. And, and, um, and, and so, but this is what was happening. Everybody uh, was thinking about it, but they were like, nah, I like this job more than I do taking that risk. Yeah. But what happened in the pandemic is that it changed everything. So now all of these people who were saying they were going to start one day, that day just became accelerated to becoming today. Okay. Absolutely. And, and so that's the biggest thing that you see now that's a difference. But what, because it's so many people starting businesses, what does that do for the landscape? It makes it so much more competitive, right? And what it also does for the landscape is that you, it's hard to decipher if I'm a consumer between what's a good product and what's a bad product. I'm getting stuff from all angles. I don't know really what is good, okay? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's something right now that I, that I see that um, you have to do a great job having a competitive advantage or innovating. I was just do, teaching a class last night and I was telling them, I said, listen, Peter Drucker, pretty much, you know, one of the greatest business um, um, uh, uh, minds of our time, yeah. essentially said that there's only really two things in any business, innovation and marketing, innovation and marketing. And that innovation is that product or service. And when I talk to a lot of people, I say, listen, in this market, you have to have a true differentiator because if not, people are just going to commoditize your service. Right. They're just going to be, oh, how cheap is it? You know, are you cheaper right. than this? You know, everybody just goes like this. Amazon, okay. We expect to find everything on Amazon for the cheapest price. Correct, correct. <laughs> and, and that's not. And, and and the whole thing is, is you know, like I always tell somebody. I said I was talking to a a, um, a, a client of mine, and um, and we were helping her on the consultant side, and and I, we were going to refer her to a marketer that we know this in our in our we have a community where we have vetted some of the top uh, um, uh, marketing companies, some of the top people. And um, 
And so she came and uh, and I was telling her about X, Y, and Z. And I think she may have been a little sticker, sticker shop. Yeah. Uh, but, and I was telling her, I mean, and afterwards, so she's got this company and like they, who of course they were probably a little bit cheaper, but guess what? It doesn't matter how cheap, uh, if it doesn't work. Oh, you know, all I'm paying is, is $500 a month, but does it work? <laughs> you know? yeah, right. If it doesn't work, you're wasting $500 a month. You know, one of our virtues in our company, and I say virtues because, you know, virtues are things that you do, values are things that you believe, right? And right. so, and one of our top virtues in our company is effectiveness, right? So I think a lot of times, you know, uh, we now as service providers and as uh, people that are assisting other people in this marketplace, we have to make sure that what we're doing is effective and that it's working, right? right. Not to just say, you know how majority of the, the big um, consulting companies, McKinsey and all these things, you know, and then it's it's a line item like marketing. Oh, you just go in and you just tell people something. But, you know, on the small business side, they don't have these enormous budgets like that. Yeah. So it's got to work. Right. It's got to work like right, like quickly. <laughs> and it's got to be proven, right? Correct. Yeah. I, I'm seeing the same thing. Hey everybody, Benj Miller here, and I just launched something I'm really excited about. It's called The 261. As leaders, we have 261, maybe more things bouncing around in our head, things we've learned, things we know we're supposed to do, things we're trying to remember to be the intentional leaders that we wanna be. We put them on a calendar, mapped them out. There's 261 business work days in the year, and so we're gonna send you an email every day with one micro thought, micro action to keep moving the ball forward in your personal life as a leader and for the sake of your business. So will you join us? Go to the261.com and just sign up, give us your email. It's free, you can unsubscribe if you hate it, but I think you'll enjoy the clarity that comes from just one thing a day to pay attention to, question to ask, a thought, an action, an exercise, just one simple thing a day. Here we go. See you soon. You know, I know that you got some books cooking and percolating. Yeah. And and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell. So here here are the three books that Jr. is coming out with. Just they're they're not available yet, but they're gonna be coming. Um, first one, Small Business Nation. The second one is Why the World Needs Entrepreneurs. And this third one, Jr. This is where I want to go next because your 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 other book is the Healthy Entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And I mean, okay, so that title, you got me. Yeah. What is it? Well, yeah, man, listen. So just personal for me, you know, playing football, man, you know, like I said, you know, I got my suit on here. I got my I got my assistant in soul. Love it. You know, let look at I said I was gonna rep it while I was here on the call, but I used to play football. I played college ball, all those things on that end. And you know, training for all of those years, I, I didn't work out because I was trying to be healthy. I didn't work out because I was trying to look a certain way. I was working out because I knew if I didn't, I wasn't going to be able to do what my mind, my body wasn't going to be able to do what my mind wanted it to do right. on the field, right? And I right. was going to get taken out by 350 pound men. So I needed to make my body strong enough and, and to be able to maneuver on the field and, and execute and get those touchdowns in that way. And that's why I, I, I worked out. That's why I, I did what I did. And um, but years later, when I stopped playing ball overseas, man, I, I was, you know, after you finish and and 
training for us because it's different between training and working out. So, you know, I was training and I may have had two days off the entire year. Right. Um, And so you go back and and then now when you when you have an opportunity to stop playing sport and, 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 and now you're in the in the business sport world, you know, competing in business. And uh, but 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 those same things that you were doing, you're like, why should I continue to work out? So for years and years and years, I was not doing anything. So I I just maintained my physique, Um, good genetics. The fact that I had been training for, you know, 14, 15 years, all of that kind of kept and I didn't eat bad. I didn't drink. You know, I didn't smoke. I didn't you know, I got decent injuries. I had some, I had some, uh, I cracked my ribs in the last game I played in uh, overseas. So, you know, but I scored five touchdowns that game, which was crazy. And uh, that's got to be a record. It, it, look, I, I had the NCAA record for touchdowns in a game when I was in college. Uh, I, I had tied that record. My, my coach, he took me out in the, in the second quarter. If, if, if I would have stayed in, I mean, the third quarter, the beginning of the third quarter, I told, I said, man, if he would have kept me in that game, it, it would have, forever stood but it stood for like 10 years until somebody else uh hit it but but yeah no I, you know I had a great shot over there man and I, I I injured my ankle my senior year in college and then when I was overseas the last game I played in over there I cracked my ribs and um but you know I you could kind of feel those things kind of every now and then but you know that wasn't necessarily even the biggest thing man it was it was really I knew that I looked like I was in shape, right? And people were like, oh man, you, you know, like you look like you're in shape. But I could tell when I would go play ball right now, right? People tell you that. Yeah, you still yeah. play. Yeah, man, they, they say that. And I'm like, but I could tell. I was like, yeah, I said, but I don't know if I feel the same way, right? And, and, and so because my endurance, you know, all those things like that, and I and I realized after. 10, 15 years of not playing ball, that my body was like, hey, you know, it took it took a certain amount of years for it to catch up to where it was like, hey, you need to be doing something. And I realized that and I said, and it, and it was going from working out every single day at a high level to not doing anything for 10, 15 years, right? And 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 and, and I and I and I and I saw those things and I was like, man, I said I have to do something. So I then I I started looking at um, just certain things that I, one thing I'd say so I have the you know I kind of say my five pillars of health a simple thing that can help people and these were things I said I can't I I would do these things where I would go hard in the gym for two hours okay and and then two and, and then I wouldn't go in for three months okay <laughs> and and then I would go and then I would say I'm gonna do it and I would go back in for three days straight hitting it hard. And then I wouldn't go in for six weeks. Okay. And, and it, and it was like these patterns, I couldn't get yeah. in a rhythm, right? Yeah. I didn't have a real why. And I think when any, any of us, we can't just work out to, to be consistent in what you're doing and living in life. And you, you have to have a why on why you're doing this. Right. And so, you know, um, um, I had to send them all upstairs. I'm at my home office, but you know, I have six little ones, right. And um, and uh, and this is the first podcast that I've announced this on, but we have another one on the way, you know. So, right. 
Congratulations. Thank you, man. So my seven? wife, huh? Seven. That would be seven in, in, in a couple months. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm number eight in my family. Okay. You know, and that's and that's something, man. Let me tell you something. See, years ago, it wasn't a big thing to have a big family. Everybody had big families, right? Yeah. Um, and I think it was a generation where you know big families were kind of the 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 um the 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 exception or the you know oh, yeah they, you don't you don't see I mean if I had to pick a number I, I don't know the stats but I'm not I mean three is a big family now correct correct and so you when know? people see us coming uh in the store they're it's like all eyeballs are on us they're just looking at us like like and they're and they're and it's a lot and they're looking at us and they're smiling and people are waving and stuff and it's like <laughs> it's like what yeah let me let me I want to go back um and and ask you about your five pillars of health sure what yeah. what are they? my five pillars of health the number one thing that is so crucially important is water hydration okay. That is the biggest thing. I mean, most of us are supposed to be drinking um, uh, half of our body weight in ounces, okay? But we're not getting that. I mean, I weigh over 200 pounds, you know? Doesn't look like it, but I'm, 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 a, I'm a past athlete, right? So I'm supposed to be drinking at least 100 ounces of water, okay? But really, if I'm working out, at least probably about 20% more because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shed that water. Right. So, so most of us are walking around dehydrated. Most strokes, okay, the, the root cause of those things happen from dehydration. Most um, heart attacks, um, arthritis, I mean, even our brains, you know, um, being yeah. made up of 70, 80% water, right? And, um, and, and so that is probably the essential thing, you know, the, in, in, our, in, in the world to survive outside of oxygen, you have to have water. And then, so number two, the second most important thing, which I can kind of, put um, both of these kind of interchangeably yeah. um, is rest, getting enough rest. Most of us are walking around like zombies, like every day, because we don't get enough rest, especially as entrepreneurs, you know, we, we, we push it to the, to, to the brink. We're burning a we, candle at both ends. You, you know, you know, and, and, and we, and we look at it like a uh, badge of honor, right? Yeah, right. But, but I'm going to tell you this, I don't know too many successful uh, um, people that, um, um, as far as on a, on a top, top, when you see CEOs being traded out, so if you see CEOs, when they're going uh, further in their companies and they're leading these and, and they're not getting enough rest, how can they make this, a CEO made only at a big, at a seat, at a Fortune 500 level, Fortune 100 level, they're not making a ton of decisions, but the decisions that they're making are so important, Okay. They may make five or six decisions a year, okay? But those five or six decisions are going to be the reason why that business was profitable or not, right? Yeah. So, 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 but if they don't have enough rest, how can you, your brain can even be at top capacity. And we're talking about all these things with the pandemic. I've never gotten sick from eating, um, from eating bad food. I've never gotten sick from not working out. Um, but where I have gotten sick, is when I when I when I have went these times where I'm I've stayed up all night, not gotten any rest, and then I went out in front of other people. See, viruses and things exist around us at all times, but we have amazing immune systems. And so our immune systems typically 
given that we give our if we give ourselves the rest, it'll reset and fight off stuff. But when you don't do that, it's like it's like having a battery on your phone that's on the last end of it. Right? And when you go into environments where these viruses are, you're more susceptible to getting them. So something simple like just getting rest, your top athletes, when I promise you, the people that get more rest, they perform 20, 30% more than anybody um, that they're competing against. Simple things like that. Just getting seven to eight hours of sleep every night, right? So hydration and rest, what's the third? The third one is the silent killer, okay? And that's stress, okay? Avoiding that stress. I'm gonna tell you, my mom passed away in two, at the end of 2014, okay? Um, and, she, and she looked, her body looked like a 30, something year old woman's body, okay? But because of stress, that's what really took her out. And so, and it takes out so many of us, you know, the, the, the top causes of all of these illnesses that happen, happen because of stress. And we can never get rid of stress. You, you'll be, if you're totally rid of stress, that means you're no longer on this earth, okay? Yeah. But yeah. It's, it's to what level is that stress that we put on ourselves? Most of us, are putting so much stress on ourselves that it's killing us and, and it's it's taking us out. And, and so we don't, and, and, and we, and once again, when it comes to even how we run our businesses, if we have not set proper systems in place, if we don't have the things that 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 that, that will help to alleviate that stress, we're just piling up more stress, piling up more stress. Yeah. I always tell people it's no point of getting to the you, we're in this vehicle. And when we get to the end place of where we go and our vehicle is shot to mess, okay? You know, I know how many people who they finish, they may sell a company after 20 years, after 10 years, and then they, 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 they quit and they die two months later, three months later, six months later, right? And, yeah. and, and a lot of this is because of the weight, the, the weight that we're putting on ourselves in the form of stress. And so it's so many ways to alleviate stress and, you know, and I can get old really talking about that, but I think this is something that we don't focus on enough, and it is something that will take you out if you don't uh, watch it and you're not careful with it. You, are you ready for this? Yeah. That was me uh, two and a half years ago. I woke up in the morning, three in the morning, had a little pain on my chest. Yeah. And then it started going down my arm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Boom. Had a heart attack. Wow. Wow. And, uh, I will tell you, I will tell you from that experience. Well, first of all, let me tell you, the hospital, when you go into that unit with when you're having a heart attack, those doctors and nurses, man, you want to talk about systems and process. There's like 16 people swirling around me, putting stuff in me, hardly talking. Just doing their jobs, man. They, it was man. Amazing. like here I am having a heart attack, and I'm observing their process of how they handle a patient like me. What's number four? Okay, number four, and I call these the uh, the sisters, and, and and the four and five are our brothers and sisters. Okay, okay. Um, but but uh, four is um, nutrition. Okay, and number five is exercise. Okay, and 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 I look at them in this order. 
Okay, this is the importance of these things, right? So when you look at nutrition, um, like we're not getting enough nutrition in our diets um, um, as far as the nutrition that our body needs. So what it does is it's causing us to have to eat more food to absorb more nutrient base. And a lot of us, depending on what we're doing, our bodies can't even, can't even um, properly absorb the nutrient base, okay? And so, um, so getting enough of the nutrition in our diets, and I tell this to people all the time, I, you know, I still eat meat. I eat um, beef and I eat um, uh, um, fish. I eat chicken. I eat turkey. There were some things that I cut out like pork and, and shrimp crustaceans. Um, you know, uh, certain things like that, um, you know, um, um, things that I knew this didn't have um, a lot of the other values that um, as far as the nutritional values that my right. body would need. And right. so, um, um, so, but when you talk about nutrition, you, I think a lot of us are just, we're just not eating enough, like uh, fruits, vegetables, um, greens on a daily basis. I, I, do, I have a, um, we actually created a formula uh, of nothing but organic fruits and vegetables and we um, dry them out and we have them in a powder. So I put them in a powder um, and then I take a bottle of water like this and I drink a little bit out, add it in here, shake it up and just yeah. drink two of those in the morning. And, and what that does, so, I'm, so just backtrack on the, on the hydration side, a tip. In the morning, first thing you do when you wake up, before you eat anything, drink about two to three um, uh, cups of water, okay? Room temperature water, okay? Because if, if cold water will freeze as it's going down and anything that you eat, it'll freeze it. So room temperature water, drink that in the morning, you will lose about five pounds within, um, within about seven to 10 days just by doing that. But I take it and I drink it first thing in the morning, at least I know that I've gotten my nutrition um, in. So making sure you're getting that in. And that fifth thing, exercise. Exercise is important. I call it my 15 minutes to greatness, right? 15 minutes, just doing some push-ups. you know, walking um, at, a, at a high tempo. You know, you don't have to be in a gym forever, but what ends up, it's all about consistency when it comes to a workout, right? So, so most of us, we, we, we don't work out all this long time. And then the next day we start to think in a day, get busy and say, I don't have two hours to go work out. So I'm not going to do it. Right. Um, uh, you know, uh, uh, Richard Branson said the number one thing an entrepreneur can do on a daily basis is, is work out. Right. He said, that's the number one thing uh, that they can do. He said, because number one, by working out, of course, it's going to help you with your, with your health and all those things. He said, but number two, when you work out, it shows that you're in control of your schedule and your schedule is not in control of you. And so these things are important. And I triage these. I prioritize these. And I yeah. say, number one thing is hydration and, and or sleep. Then goes to stress. Then goes to nutrition. Then goes to, um, um, to exercising. Okay. Uh, that's the last thing on the list. Okay. Because in my opinion, that is the least important of those five things. It's about us uh, creating this as a part of our lifestyle. And so lifestyle has nothing to do with, um, you should, routine sometimes can, 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 can uh, be a crutch for us. But I think a, a lifestyle, uh, that's a difference. Because sometimes in our lifestyle, things don't always work out. But this is not a lifestyle. We are, it's a difference in saying that, uh, you know, 
I'm an unhealthy person versus saying I'm a healthy person, right? That that's that is you now that's who you are. So that's your lifestyle. Healthy people don't do these things. Healthy right. people do these things, right? And right. so and, and, and this is the thing, you know, when you start positioning yourself and saying, you know what, at more of a lifestyle than a routine, it it, it doesn't it it doesn't become as a chore. And it's just something, hey, if you miss yeah, it, it's not a burden. You're it's not a burden. Hey, podcast listeners, System and Soul Coach Amanda Brumbelo here. In the spirit of wrapping up the NCAA championship and the end of March Madness, let's talk about a basketball strategy known as the Triangle Offense. The Triangle Offense was used by head coach Phil Jackson, along with his assistant coach, Tex Winter, which helped them win 11 NBA Finals. If you don't know who Coach Jackson is, he coached the Chicago Bulls and also the Los Angeles Lakers. With the triangle offense, Coach Jackson was able to refine A players into A-plus players like superstars Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant, but he was also able to develop C players into A players. Why is this relevant to your business? As a business owner myself, I have recently reflected on who supports the owner or the leadership team of the organization. As a leader, the buck stops with you. You are the coach for your team. As the coach, you have the responsibility to improve your team by developing your players by defining a strategy and vision of where you're going and making sure you have somebody in the game daily managing it. But who is the coach for you? Think about your business as a triangle for a minute. You have your team at the top of that triangle. On the bottom left-hand corner of that triangle is you, the leader, owner, or leadership team. And on the right-hand side is your system and soul coach. Is your business and team ready to implement the triangle offense with an S2 coach who will motivate, challenge, and push your vision down the court to the basket? I hope this tip speaks to you today. The S2 framework helps my clients gain clarity and control to achieve breakthrough or win the game. Check out System and Soul at www.systemandsoul.com. Dude, I can't believe it, how much time has flown by. Yeah. Um, I got to land this plane, uh, <laughs> but we'll just have to have you back another time. But um, I want you to, as we wrap this up, you got any, any, any words of wisdom for our entrepreneurial listeners out there who, uh, you know, they might be struggling with their five pillars or, you know, uh, what kind of advice are you giving right now to entrepreneurs? Well, I would say, just in general as an entrepreneur outside of the health, I would just say, man, just make sure that you're really going after a problem that the world needs solved, okay? Okay. A lot of us are building stuff. We go out and spend all this time and energy building stuff that don't nobody really want. But we're we're, we're solution-driven all the time, right? Um, A friend of mine, he always tries to remind uh, me of that. And so... And, and, and so I would say, make sure that you're really solving a true problem, okay, that people are willing to pay for, number one, okay? Then I will say, number two, make sure you uh, um, uh, can carry out the vision, okay? Make sure that you prepare yourself to be able to carry out this vision, whether that's the health, whether that's having the knowledge here. A lot of us want to be these phenomenal CEOs, but we stop learning after college. Okay, you know, we stop pouring into ourselves after college, right? And 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 so our bodies and 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 with all of this. So first, 
you need to make sure you have that problem that is something that's really key that you know this a true problem and not something that's an artificial problem that you created. Number two, make sure that you're preparing yourself as the right leader on your body so your body can go and actually carry it out so that your mind, when you get there, they're not trading you out for another CEO who's more qualified because you had all this time to prepare yourself and you didn't, right? And, uh, and then make sure that you are a, uh, that, you, that you spend time developing a culture. I'll say this, every company has a culture, whether or not they're intentional about it, okay? Right. Your, your culture may just suck, okay? Right. And so, so, so that culture <clears throat> will attract the, the talent that you need, okay? And right now we're in a talent, it's, it's like a talent war out here. So the thing that you can have that can be a competitive advantage in this competitive marketplace is having a culture that people not only want to survive in, but thrive in and enjoy coming to work, right? So these are just some things, man. I can talk on a lot of other stuff. Oh, that's good. Listen, that's what we're all about, system and soul, right? Because to your, we, we, we say the same thing. And I, I don't think entrepreneurs realize that you can design and engineer the culture that you want. The culture, right. to your point, that attracts the right kind of people who share those pillars, those those values, those virtues, right? Yes. And it also helps you get rid of the ones that don't quicker. Correct. Because see, not everybody, see, it's not one culture is better than the other. It's just different, right? right. Like Peter Thiel said, when he talks in his book, Zero to One, he talks about how, you know, you want to have people that are all, all kind of the same, where they have really like nerds that like to watch Star Trek, okay? So that was really, and it didn't matter if they were a woman, they were black, they were white, they were Indian, they were from Detroit, or they were from San Francisco, or they were from uh, Miami, right? But they all had this, they were the same type of person. They all had the same similar values and virtues. And I think any at any organization you have to make sure that those things are key and that you're attracting and when you see people that don't have those same values and virtues your organization will push them out you won't have to yeah a lot of times they'll self-select man listen jr great stuff man i, I mean this is really good we got to have you back I, I know we could go a bunch of different ways yeah but i really appreciate you hanging out with me today and um uh, and where, where can everybody find you? How do they find J.R. McNair? Well, you can find me. It's very simple. Uh, uh, J.R.McNair.com, N-C-N-A-I-R.com. Uh, that's a, a good way to get in touch with me. All the social media uh, handles, uh, Facebook, J.R. McNair, Instagram, um, J.R.McNair. Um, and, um, and, but in, and then our website, one of our website, VSB.com, that's our, uh, one of our communities that they can kind of um, be a part of if they, if they chose to. But, but yeah, man, we're just out here trying to, listen, I love what y'all are doing. I just want to say, I love what you're doing, you know, um, you know, and, 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 and knowing that we have a lot of the same core values, man, I, I want to figure out some ways that we can do some things together to help these entrepreneurs that are out here in the world, man, making things happen. All right, man, we'll circle. We're going to definitely circle back. All right, my man, you take care.